With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. We're running just a tad behind here on the Beachside CEO, but I tell you, I, I am thoroughly excited today because this is Friday, man. This is this is just a wonderful day of the week. You get through all of the stuff from the week before. You're you're able to focus forward, and this is going to be one heck of a weekend. We are battening down the hatches starting today, moving stuff up into storage, and then we're watching to see what happens to the hurricane because. If the hurricane comes in, obviously we'll evacuate. My family's going in one direction. I am going in another, and uh, we will meet back up somewhere at the end of the week. We don't know where, but uh, we don't worry about it too much either. We just kind of go with the flow of things. But today we're in Ken Dunn's book. We're in Chapter 7. Actually, I'm wrong. I think we're in Chapter 8. Yeah, there we go. We're in Chapter 8, Building Confidence. Brian Tracy wrote this, Happiness and self-confidence come naturally when you feel you're moving and progressing towards becoming the very per- very best person you can become. And that's the key. That's what we got to look at. Are you becoming the best person that you can? And to do that, you have to be building confidence. Ken writes this. He says, confidence is a quality that is often misunderstood in network marketing. He said, a few years ago, I was having dinner with a teammate of mine from Florida, And during the course of our conversation, he told me that he wasn't happy with his level of success and that he didn't have any credibility. That always struck me because this guy was a really successful entrepreneur. He had tons of credibility, in my opinion. He goes, I realized that what he really meant was that he lacked confidence. Now think about this for a second. You're brand new in network marketing. You're brand new in a home-based business. You may very well lack confidence or... If you've been in a company and the company went down and you didn't realize why it might have gone down, you didn't see something coming, Tom Schnault and I were having this conversation the other day, then all of a sudden you can lose your confidence. Ken tells a story. He said, I was in second grade just as a young whippersnapper and just a young whippersnapper. (laughs) One day I was being bullied by a fellow my age. This young fellow thought he was a tough guy and we started pushing each other around. He spit in my face. I was so enraged that it just drove me right off the deep end. I grabbed him, but he managed to get away from me. He he knew how angry I was, and he was afraid. He started running, and I ran after him as hard as I could. We ran for several minutes through the school, through the playground. I just wanted to rip him apart. He ran around the corner, and as I came around the corner, there he stood suddenly, completely confident, with six of his best friends flanking him. All of a sudden, Ken just stopped, dead in his tracks. He became instantly afraid. I didn't know what to do. All seven of these guys now came at me, and I ran. Now, I I have had similar situations, but different than Ken in this case. Because starting when I was in seventh grade, not seventh grade, when I was seven or eight years old, just due to family dynamics, 
as as you grow up, different things will cause you to start getting angry inside. And one of the things that has always been a pet peeve of mine is when people would pick on other people that are littler than they are. And I'll never forget one day, I was in the schoolyard. And the school bully, now understand, we went to, this was a smaller elementary school, it's called Three Trails. And this, this kid was been picking on everybody, decided to pick on me. Now, I always had a mouth on me, but I didn't like to fight. To this day, I don't like it. And the reason I don't is, is if you've ever seen the movie The Hulk, that's what happens to me. I don't get big and green. I just go into a blinding rage. And this kid, who weighed twice my age, started picking on me. And when the teachers pulled us apart, I was choking the living daylights out of him. I mean, I just would go livid. And all through my school, from from that day forward, I had to be cautious. I had learned that pain, I've, I've got a very high pain tolerance, and that's scary. Because you don't feel the punches. You don't feel the the knife cuts in a couple of cases. You just don't feel it because your pain tolerance is so high. So I had a confidence that was really a, 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 a confidence that I probably shouldn't have had because there were a few times I just got the living snot beat out of me just because I wouldn't shut up. It wasn't that I was tougher than other people. It was just that my pain tolerance was higher. And eventually I had to learn that my cocky attitude needed to be brought down to a confidence level. It's just the opposite of what Ken's talking about here. And there's times when when you will think that you're confidence when you're really just cocky. There's something inside of you that, whether it's narcissism or just a false sense of security that, that you're tough, you can handle anything. And eventually something will happen. Now, here's what I learned. If you want to get into a fist fight, if you want to put a gun into my face, I don't have a problem with that. Knives, guns, clubs, I mean, we can go at it all day long. It doesn't matter. But what I found was that if certain words were used, I'd melt like a freaking baby because it was the words that would penetrate because I hated rejection. And see, sometimes when we lack confidence, it's not that we don't know what we're doing. It, it isn't that we don't have what it takes. It's not that we're facing giants from the outside like Ken's talking about. But we're facing the giants within. And that's literally what would happen to me. I, I mean, this is, it has been such a weird life that I've lived. I dated a girl once. And and she was in town, she lived out of town, came into town, and, and we were driving down the road when some kids in a car, about our age, started jacking around and messing around. And I got pissed, rolled the window down, said, man, just cut the crap. And I drove off, but it, all that did was infuriate them, so they were following us, bumped the back of my car. So instead of driving to the police station or anything, I got out and just started wailing on their freaking car because of that cocky attitude, that sense of of security that wasn't there. Good Lord, people get shot for that these days. 
So what Ken's talking about here on confidence is important, but make sure that you're building your confidence correctly and make sure that you don't have this this cockiness that turns people away. See, everybody is driven by fear at one point or another. Ken goes from being this confident person that's going to kick this kid's butt because he's he's enraged because he spit on him. Goes around the corner and there's seven giants. Sometimes it's our giants within that can rip us apart. Makes that phone look like this 800-pound gorilla. Makes, makes what people say just devastate you. So here's what I suggest based on what Ken's written in this book. I thought this was just the, the most phenomenal thing. He says, make a list of all the great things you have done in your life and then add it to all the great attributes of your personality. See, one of the things growing up in school was that I would be willing to get in a fight for anybody else. I, I've told the story. We had a, a young kid in our school that was in the special ed class. But the school, he got a job at the school as, as a janitor's helper. So in the mornings, he would go around the schoolyard picking up trash. And I walked into our liberal arts building one morning, and there's some golden glove boxers picking on this kid, making fun of him. And now you talk about something that will put me into a rage. And I made it clear, man, don't pick on him. You want to pick on somebody, you pick on somebody who can do something about it. And it was interesting because this is what happens when the other side has a, a lack, I mean, a, a false sense of security. This kid looked at me and he said, do you know who I am? I said, sure do. He goes, then you know I'm a golden glove boxer. I said, sure do. He goes, and you want to get in my face? I said, sure do. I said, let me ask you a couple questions. Do you have a clue who I am? He said, no. I said, do you have a clue that I don't know anything about golden glove boxing, but I definitely know how to street fight? No. I said, here's what's going to happen. I'm not going to box with you. If you come at me to hit me, I'm just going to hurt you because I hate to be hurt. I hate pain. And it takes a lot of hurt to make me feel the pain. And I had a cockiness still. And see, that can hurt in both directions. You can think that you're confident and be cocky. And then somebody can say the worst thing to you and it can tear you apart. Or you can be cocky and think you're confident and pick on little people, talk down to people, belittle your team, be that dictatorial leader that Ken talked about in the first chapter. All of these are devastating. This is why sometimes good leaders never get to be great. This is why good companies never get to be great. You can never forget. This is important. This isn't in Ken's book. I'm just telling you this. You can never forget where you come from. Don't get such a freaking big head because of your influence and your authority that you forget where you came from. It is not a wise deal at all. Make a list of the great things that you've done in your life and then add that to your greatest attributes. One of the reasons that I think God has given me the influence that I have today and one of the reasons we have so many people that follow us worldwide is not because of some egotistical cockiness. It's because I just have a. I finally one day woke up and realized John Maxwell had written a book called 
360 leader. And as I read that, I thought, you know, I've never really had the desire to be number one, and yet I'm in an industry where they tell you, be number one, be number one, be number one. God, what's wrong with me? And it wasn't some audible voice or anything. It just one day he made me realize I didn't make you to be number one. I made you to be the number two. I wear a wristband that says I am second. The reason I wear that is because I realized my role is to support the greatest people out there in the world. It's not to be number one. If you're a Bible reader, then you know the story of Moses. And see, Moses was the stud. He was the liberator of the Hebrews. He was the one God brought up onto a mountain and, according to the Bible, gave the Ten Commandments. But did you know that Moses had a number two? His name was Aaron. When Moses got tired, Aaron was there by his side. There's a reason sometimes that confidence can go a long way to help a leader. And when I sat down one day and made a list of the things that I had done in my life, and I added those to the attributes God had given me in my personality, I realized what my calling in life was for. See, this is pretty cool. But see, what happens in network marketing is we get freaking scared to death. Oh, my gosh, I've got this new business, but I haven't made a doggone dime. Somebody's going to ask me, how much money are you making? I'm going to freak out. Here's what Ken writes. What you have to realize is that when people are evaluating you and your network marketing company, they don't see your lack of success. They see all the other stuff. The lack of success is just a made-up idea that's stuck in your head. It isn't real. I started realizing that's what happens when we have a lack of self-confidence. It's made up in our head. I had this bad attitude. I had this internal rage. Now, the Marine Corps didn't kick that out of me. They just tampered it a little bit and disciplined it. But when I walked off that bus January 13, 1982... A 17-year-old snot-nosed punk kid, 12 weeks later, I was a bald-headed, very disciplined, very ingrained with leadership and confidence. They had molded what was a raw talent and a raw attribute into something that has now, throughout the years, been able to benefit many people from keeping people from jumping off a bridge and killing themselves to taking time to listen on the telephone as my little brother shares some frustrations, to being able to help people walk through a tragedy in network marketing that affected over a million people's lives this last week, and then being able to pick up the telephone, call my mentor, Richard Brooke, just have him help guide me through some rough patches that I'm having. This is what confidence is. This is what success is. And when you have this made-up 
craziness in your brain that I'm brand new, Troy. I can't do what you guys do. Yes, you can, because everybody that you see at the top in network marketing was at the bottom one day. Every successful businesswoman or businessman that you see today started at the bottom. Every successful marriage that you see out there has rough spots. And if you realize that it's all about the confidence, not a fake confidence, but a real confidence, you can make it. Do what Ken says in this daggum book. Write down in here. Your list of things. Put them on a three-by-five card. This is important. See, people are not going to see the little guy in the middle, like Ken talks about. They're going to see a group of seven standing before them. So create your list. Create your confidence. Create your seven gigantic leaders. You notice the number seven is very important in everything. So how do you do this? We've got ten minutes left. How do you do this? Number one, you've got to act in spite of the fear. Let me tell you, you don't know fear until you walk into the headquarters of a one-percenter biker outlaw gang looking for somebody. Then you experience fear like you have never had in your life. It was about 1987, 1988. I had a guy I needed to bring in. We'd the bond lived in Raytown, Missouri. He wasn't even a member of the gang. He was just a, a recruit. But I knew where he lived. And we walked in, well, we walked onto the property of where the clubhouse was, met at the door by a couple of gals. When I announced who I was and what we were doing, all of a sudden they started yelling, get the guns. I always carried a gun, so I just pulled out a 9mm. It was no big deal. Walked into a clubhouse, walked downstairs, and put a gun to a guy's head because I didn't know if this was the guy or not. He was asleep on a pool table. I was cocky, not, not just confident, but I was cocky. Scared to freaking death, though, because I realized where we were at and what we were doing. And I had a family. I had to think after Matt. I was like, man, this was not a smart move on my part. Guy wakes up. I put the gun away. We have a talk. He explains to me, that guy's a, a prospect. And he's not here, but I guarantee you when we find him, we will turn him over to you because he should have shown up in court. I said, well, I apologize for disrespecting your house. He goes, no, 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 no. You have a job to do, and and so do we. Less than two days later, they turned that kid over to us. We put his butt back in jail. And I wrote bond for those people for a long time when they went to jail. And what I learned from that is I acted in spite of my fears. In spite of my fears, I continued to move through that situation. I kept my confidence in check, no cocky attitude, and I talked to the gentleman in charge, and I use that word lightly, and I continued to keep his respect 
which probably kept my butt out of trouble and kept my family safe. You have to act in every situation in spite of your fear. Now listen to what Ken writes. This is very important. We all go through this. You have to be able to pick up the phone if you want to get results. Tell yourself that you're just looking for people that are looking. You may have to go through a lot of people. Listen, the biggest fear in network marketing is talking to people, prospecting, recruiting. Ken gives this number, and I can attest it. With 30 years in this business, this number's correct. He said 8 out of 10 people will tell you no. 8 out of 10 people will tell you no. Now, if you already know the numbers, if you already know the ratios you've got to work through, then you better get up on the phone. Second thing you've got to do is you've got to be passionate. There was no doubt in anybody's mind that morning that when I walked into that clubhouse, I was passionate. I didn't walk in that clubhouse with an empty 9mm with no bullet in the chamber. And when other people have guns, I can get real passionate real quick. You've got to show passion. You've got to fuel that by the belief. I knew in my heart we were doing what was right. We were going after a criminal that needed to be in court. The justice system needed to prevail. You have to be that passionate. You've got to stay connected, and you've got to focus. And here's what you have to do in network marketing. You better be focused in on some connected people that understand, that are as passionate as you are, that are going to work with you. And when you're having a bad day, when it just sucks, they're there for you. I built a friendship with somebody that most people would never want to build a friendship with, purely out of respect and trust. Did not approve of what this one percenter club did. Matter of fact, just a couple of weeks before, they'd stolen two Raytown police choppers and had him in that clubhouse and he was very concerned that anybody even remotely affiliated with law enforcement would be on their property so you have to understand that passion can go so far and passion's fueled by belief listen to what ken says here this is great passion is fueled by belief stay connected to the successful people in your upline so they can assist you to fuel your belief. If you do this, your passion will go up, your belief level will go up, and this will transmit it through the words you say. The whole time I wrote bail, I stayed connected to some of the greatest Marines I'd ever met. When I was having a rough time, I'd call them and say, man, I'm going through this, can't find this guy, I'm having issues, I could lose the bond, would have to write a check. We'd go have coffee, sometimes a beer. And they'd share with me things in their life that they'd gone through from Vietnam to special operations. I know it's apples and oranges, but it's the same thing. Because when you're trying to, to get, rid of, get rid of fear, when you're trying to gain your belief, when you're trying to gain your confidence, you go through the same crap. You've got to remember this, and right now this is so timely. It's not about the money. One of the most devastating effects on a home-based business entrepreneur is when they're going after it just for the money the seven inspirational leaders Gandhi, Bill Gates Steve Jobs Warren Buffett, Mother Teresa JFK 
Mr. Mr. Pierre Trudeau, the, the, the Prime Minister from Canada, none of these guys were in what they were doing for the money. You can never focus on the money. If you're promoting your business based on the money, if you see a business out there promoted on the money, then run freaking as fast as you can. People all the time said, Troy, that just doesn't make sense because you were a bounty hunter, and bounty hunters do what they do for the money. You were a bondsman. The whole reason you were a bondsman was for the money. It's like, no, it wasn't. I was a bounty hunter because I love justice. Now, I believe today, and I didn't do this then, I didn't walk humbly back then, but I believe when you walk humbly, when you act justly, when you love mercy, then you can, you can perform an act for justice in such a compassionate way. Every person we ever picked up to put in prison, to put in jail, to take back to the courts, whatever the case was, we did with compassion. We never did it for money. And I knew that it was part of the justice system. When we bonded somebody out of jail, the reason I bonded them out of jail is because I believe you are innocent until proven guilty. Now, your butt runs on me, and that's a sign of guilt. Could be fear. We'll find out. But you can run, but you can't hide, and we would find your butt. There's so much that you can learn from what I did back then and compare it to this. If you're after it for the money, it won't work. Listen to this. Every time I introduce somebody to my business or I get a chance to coach somebody, I have them point out their best qualities to me and to themselves. See, when you're focused on changing people's lives, when you're focused on building relationships, when you're focused on changing the world like the seven leaders can talk about, it's amazing what you can do. Next thing you got to do is don't let your limitations limit you. Don't let the fear keep you down. Gandhi said this, The history of the world is full of men who rose to leadership by sheer force of self-confidence, bravery, and tenacity. And let me tell you, I know some women that did the same daggum thing. The sky is the limit on where you can go and what you can do, but you have to do it. Ken writes this, I think it's the most powerful way to close the show. Inspirational leaders focus on the things they're really great at and build upon their characteristics. And if you will do that, the sky is the limit. I am so excited about next week. I will be with Ken Dunn and his partners and his people. We're gonna, I'm pretty sure we're going to do the show live from Salt Lake City next week. I think everything's worked out for that. Uh, again, the hurricane's making a little bit of, of problems. We're trying to figure all that out. But listen to me. If it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't be on the air. And I want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with us here at the Beachside CEO, for tuning in and listening to the Home-Based Business Radio Network. I want you all to have a great weekend. Listen, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.